Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore, and I wanted to tell you that you are on the Carolina Prayer Call Line, and um, I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, and I'm honored to have you be a part of this call. Thank you for giving me your attention on this morning, something to add to your day that won't take all day. I want to divert divert from what I have been um, hammering with you in regarding the logistics around prayer, and today I want to shift for a moment because of what we, in fact, are going to be observing on tomorrow and talk about um, thanksgiving and being thankful. I think that you all um, will agree that it's it's easy for us to look around and realize with gratitude um, the things that we have. I think that's easy for us to do. Um, we can have gratitude for the things that we see, that we have, that we've received. But I think we ought to also be thankful for the things that we've escaped or the things that didn't happen to us that we don't know about. And so I want to spend some time talking about um, being thankful, not only for the things that we have, that we see, but also thankful for the things that were diverted, that we escaped that we didn't know about, that the schemes of the enemy had for us, and uh, we got away. Um, it, it helps to set the stage for this, and I just wanted to kind of give us some thought around Thanksgiving today, especially when you look at the fact that it wasn't too long ago that we were in isolation of one another, celebrating this particular holiday that's coming forth, doing it without the ability to have family and friends and loved ones in our company because of a virus called COVID-19. We haven't escaped the virus, but we certainly have a better grasp and necessary tools to fight the virus that allows us to continue to be relational with each other. But I just I thought I'd bring that to your attention because I want you all to to not forget where we are with this. Um, thankfulness is a prominent Bible theme. First Thessalonians five. 16 through 18 tells us, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm talking to somebody this morning who in fact got up and has already determined that given the circumstances of our world and even your own personal lives, that you 
feel that you don't have very much to be thankful for. We, we, we've got high gas prices, high food prices, and inflation, recession, and sickness, and viruses, and everything around us unable to, to meet the needs of those bills that are essential. Um, and yet, I came today to say to you that the central theme of the Word of God, of the Bible, is that we ought to be joyful always and pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If I go a little further in the Scriptures, dig a little more deeply so we can understand why we ought to be thankful you, you'll see a myriad of, of reasons in Psalms 136, verse 1. Psalm 136, verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And right there, there are two reasons to be thankful. Um, 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 God's constant, his constant goodness and his steadfast love. When we recognize the nature of our depravity and understand that apart from God, there is only death, then our response, our natural response, is, should be to be grateful for the life he gives. If you, if you read Psalm 30, Psalm 30 gives praise to God for his deliverance. David writes, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called you. I called you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. You turned my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent, O Lord my God. I will give you thanks forever. Go here, David gives thanks to God following an obviously difficult circumstance. That particular psalm of thanksgiving not only praises God in the moment, but also remembers God's past faithfulness. It's a statement of God's character, which is so wonderful that praise is the only appropriate response. Now, we also have examples of being thankful in the midst of um, hard circumstances. Psalm 28, for an example, depicts David's distress. It is a cry to God for mercy. Let me let me park here for a moment. The only reason why we need mercy is because we were guilty. If you were innocent, you would want justice. But y'all, when we need when when God gives unto us mercy, it's because we are guilty. And I'm talking to um, guilty folk on this line because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So David's distress, it is a cry. He cries to God for mercy, for protection, and for justice. 
After David cries out to God, he writes, praise. This is in Psalm, Psalm 28. He prays be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in Psalm. That's, that's Psalms 28, verse 6 through 7, you all. Psalms 28, verse 6 through 7. In, in the midst of hardship, David remembers who God is. And as a result of knowing and trusting God, he gives thanks. Job had a similar attitude. Job, in Job 1, verse 21, he had a similar attitude of praise even in the face of death. Here's what he said. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Y'all, there are examples of believers and um, um, believers' thankfulness all throughout the Bible, but even in the New Testament as well. Paul was heavily persecuted, yet he wrote, thanks be to God. I mean, 2 Corinthians 2.14, Paul writes, he says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph procession in Christ through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. The writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Peter gives a reason to be thankful for grief and all kinds of trials in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. Here's what he says, saying that through the hardships, our faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Y'all, the believers of, of, of God ought, ought to be thankful people, for we ought to realize how much we've been given. One of the characteristics of the last day is a lack of thanksgiving, according to Second um, Timothy 3, verse 2. It tells us wicked people will be ungrateful. We should be thankful because God's worthy of our thanksgiving. We've dodged some bullets. I'm grateful for what I have and what I know God has done. But I want you to shift your mind for a moment and just think about what he did and you don't know about. The stuff you di he diverted from you, the stuff he kept from you, the hedge of protection he put around you that protected you. And you, you didn't even know you were on somebody's radar to be taken out of here. Y'all, it's only right to give him credit for every good and perfect gift he gives, according to James 1.17. When we're thankful, our focus move, moves off selfish desires and off the pain of current circumstances. We express thankfulness. Expressing thankfulness helps us remember that God is in control. Thankfulness, then, is not only appropriate, it is actually healthy and beneficial to us. It reminds us 
of the bigger picture, that we belong to God and that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Y'all, we have an abundant life and gratefulness is befitting. Listen, you all, um, we, we may have missed loved ones who have transitioned on. It causes us grief because we miss their presence. But I've got to tell you that they are in a far better place than we are. And if they had the opportunity to even make a decision to come back, they wouldn't. Because the peace and the joy, many of you all will remember mom and dad, and we will remember loved ones who transitioned on, especially in this pandemic. And tears will well up in our eyes, but remember that they've gotten the better part. And we are yet ascribing to where they are. I pray, my brothers and sisters, that this will be a day. I, 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 let me close with telling you all this, and I'm going to pray. I need y'all to give me just another few moments. Um, I thank you all for praying for me with my sciatic um, circumstance, nerve issue I've been having, unable to, to, to walk without pain shooting in my leg or stand. And my back is tremendously painful. And people would call me and say, Pastor, I'm praying for you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking, well, how are you doing? I said, listen, I'm, I'm well. I, I was receiving prayer requests and all kind of notifications where this one was having their leg amputated or, or this one was, um, kidneys were failing or, or this one was looking for a lung or this. And I said, I have no room to complain when I understand that there are people far worse than I am. It helped me to put things in perspective. I wouldn't even complain to God about the pain in my leg or the pain in my back because I was aware of so many persons who didn't even have a leg or their worry was having their leg amputated or somebody who having, who's got cancer. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it helped me to put things in perspective. And I understood that in whatever state I find myself in, I'm going to be content. Now I need you all to help me today to do a couple of things. One, I speak to the people of Carolina Church. Listen, I don't want persons within our congregation, within our reach, within our community to celebrate this day alone. So I want us to be diligent about making sure that the people that we're connected to, that we can reach out to, that they are not celebrating alone. And if there's any person on this call who is, I do want you to please reach out to us um, CMBC info at CMBC and let us know and we will do everything we can to not let that be a reality. So I want you all to do that for me, please. Um, I don't want persons. This is, this is a, a dark season that we're entering into. Uh, many persons become extremely depressed during these holidays. 
I don't want suicide or any of those things for those numbers to reach um, a high because we did not do our part. I want us today to pray for Jason Clark, a teacher who was requesting prayer for strength um, to teach classes um, and to manage them successfully. Deacon Vivian Walston requesting prayer for her cousin. Laverne Wilford is hospitalized in North Carolina with blood clots in her lungs. Latonya Brown requesting prayer for her father, um, Pastor Charles Johnson, who had heart surgery on Friday, November the 18th. I want you all to pray, continue that God will heal, restore. Um, press, requesting prayer for Evelyn Mack and family in transition of her son-in-law, Irvy Young. Um, we want to pray for Brother Marlon Glover, um, who fell ill while on travel. He is back home, but we need God to to intervene and do what God does. Restore God in Jesus' name. Give answers. Praying for David and Patricia McGee, for Sister Tracy Berry, uh, one of our church leaders um, with um, so, a shoulder injury. We believe in God for healing. Praying for Rita Brewer, who is currently uh, in hospice. Um, Mary Davis and Doretha Williams praying. Praying for Martina Baxter, and Associate Pastor Talia White, and Sister Mary Little Irvin, we're praying. Angela Jones and her husband James Jones, we lift in prayer today. Want to continue to pray for Brother James over in Collington Station. Um, Brother Stephen Tucker, Reverend Harold Brinkley, if you all would. I want to pray for you today, for those of you who are yet struggling. I'm believing God to meet needs and to give provision. Praying for Ruth Ann Majors and for Sheila Reed. Continual prayer for Brother Delbert. Praying for you, brother. Praying for Sister Emma Robinson today former secretary to, to this your pastor, this pastor. I want to pray for her today. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the privilege of having a voice, <laughs> being able to use this device to pray with people all over, God. Thank you for different locations being signed on and allowing God the instructions that you gave to me to give to persons. You said greater works that we will do than what you have done. And God, thank you for telecommunication, for for allowing us to have the ability to get the gospel and your word to multiple locations at the same time. Greater work shall we do than you did. So, Father, we thank you for this privilege. I thank you for the season in which we find ourselves, but the truth of the matter is, God, every day for us is a day of thanksgiving. Now, God, we've come to know that in whatever state we find ourselves in, we've learned to be content because we do understand and know that things could be worse. So, God, a few of your believing children, pause long enough to say in spite of what's going on in the world, in our lives, with our families, in our bodies, we want to thank you. 
you have been good and your love endures forever. Meet our needs, God, as only you can. We can do nothing apart from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all, thank you so very much. I do apologize for going over on today. Um, we will have Thanksgiving worship service on tomorrow at 9 o'clock. You can, it's virtual. You can watch it, be with us, and share. God bless you all. Have a great day on purpose. I've given you some principles to get ready for this season. On your mark, get set. Now let's grow. Love you all much. God bless.